Hi, welcome back to Soul Speak. I'm Meg Michelson. If you're new to my channel, thanks for coming. I have um, other episodes, so I would love it if you would go back and listen to other ones because I do build on them. And if this is um, something you've been continuously listening to, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I've heard a lot of people telling me they're sharing. I really appreciate that too. So thank you. Today's episode, we're going to talk more about emotional availability, hijacking. How do we hijack our emotional integrity, our emotional authenticity? I've had a lot of comments about that, and, and um, it's something we all work on. That's a lifelong journey for every single one of us. So I want to give a quick shout out to one of my old friends and artist, Ron Kello. Years ago, I asked him to paint the painting behind me of Albert Einstein. Why? Because I love Albert Einstein. He had great work, but also because my work is mostly serious and life is meant to be fun. So this painting for my YouTube um, audience, you'll be able to see the painting. It, it's just a lighthearted, reminds me to stick my tongue out and laugh because that helps everything flow a little easier. So I want to continue the conversation we had a few weeks ago regarding how to become more emotionally available and how do we hijack that? You know, every day, it depends on our mood. Do we wake up and we feel, huh? or do we wake up and we feel stress? And how we wake up is oftentimes key to how we allow our day to go. Another thing we can shift, right, is waking up in the morning and practicing a mindful connection. So a mindful connection with something we can be grateful for that gets us off on the right foot. I've had a lot of people ask me to continue this, the conversations about true, authentic, emotional connection, emotional intimacy, because it is something we all struggle with. And it takes a while to change that pattern. And it really does take mindful practice. Like I said a few minutes ago, we can be really peaceful and calm and feel like we've got it going. And then two seconds later, we can be thrown off. Being authentic and being emotionally connected in healthy ways takes time. When we're not authentic, what happens? We're causing a separation from our soul self, our higher self, our inner world. So what causes separation? We spoke about this a few times. And um, like I've said in another episode, it really does take about 10 times to really hear something, and then it takes years to practice it. So some of this will be a repeat. What causes separation? A few ways we separate from our authentic self. Control. When we are trying to control our life or controlling others, control comes in many forms, and oftentimes we don't even realize we're doing it. We can say we're giving someone space. Like if we have an argument with someone and someone says, no, I just can't discuss it right now. Or if you're married or in a partnership and one of you likes to, to go to bed and sleep on it and the other one doesn't, allowing ourselves to not have to fix it because a fix it is oftentimes because we are so anxious about it that we have to fix it for others. But really, we're needing to fix it for ourselves. We're needing to allow ourselves to feel the discomfort. It can really feel unsafe to stay quiet. And the best way to keep quiet is also and most important to quiet our mind. Otherwise, we're causing a fire within us 
And then we feel so much energy and anxiousness because we're overthinking. When we overthink, it goes through our throat, it goes down to our chest, and we get that rev, rev, rev going. And then we just have to fix it somehow, or we allow ourselves to find external substances or ways that are not quite healthy. So how do we allow ourselves when we feel that fire within, when we feel so much energy and anxiousness that we just have to fix it or we have to get it out because we can't control that eruption. So now we send that text or we make that call or we wake up our partner. I have to fix it now. Well, we can, or we can work on that emotional maturity. What can we do with that energy instead? We can breathe. We could take a shower. We could go do jumping jacks. We could take a walk. We could create with our hands. We could play. We could go outside and jump in puddles. There's so much we can do when we feel that need to fix when it's really not ours to fix or it's not time. Sometimes it's the patience we need, and that's really can be very hard, especially when we've been doing this fix-it pattern for a long time. We can help that fire. We can calm that fire in healthy ways and give ourselves peace time, breathing time. And we can't always get there. You know, sometimes it takes extra steps to calm our body. Sometimes we're not ready to breathe. Sometimes we just want to explode. We can also just lay our head down and cry because that lets it out. And then we can pause and choose to react or not react. We want to give ourselves options. And when we're calm, it's easier to come up with those options than it is when we're in the throes of it. So take a moment and write down a few options. What can I do with this urgency, this fire, when I feel like I have to fix it now? I have to make that call now. And control. You know, we, we oftentimes want to control others. As parents, we want to be careful. Or as bosses or supervisors, we want to be careful that we are not leading by controlling, telling people what they should do. It's more comfortable for us because then we feel like, okay, I just solved it. But did we really? I want to tell you what you should do because I know what's right for you. Because I don't want you to suffer like I did. But really, it's because if they make a mistake, it's going to cause us more angst. And yes, on some level, we want it to be fixed. The only way to really have a long-term fix is to help someone become empowered. And we can't fix it for someone and expect them to become empowered. We have to turn over, hand it over, trust, and know that mistakes are part of life and we're all going to make them. Another way we hijack our emotional authenticity is worry. We've talked about worrying about the ways in which we worry, the amount we worry. Worry is such a a big part of a human experience. But we can wor worry about things that we can't decide on for years. One of my clients I recently was working with, she and her husband are at odds about where they're going to go when they retire, which isn't for a few years. And there's so much stress within her. And it's how about instead of worrying about things that are five years down the road, how about just allowing yourself to explore options and let him explore options? But when we're worrying about things that we don't even have the time to, it's not the time to make the decision. And now I have another client I was working with has, she and her boyfriend have taken a little break and 
she is wanting to fix it now, fix it now, even though they agreed to take a couple months. Well, those couple of months, if they choose to do that, that's a big ask. However, that's where we need to step back. We need to step away and say, well, this is what we agreed to. And if we are in agreement of this, I want to honor that. Maybe it's a day, maybe it's a week, maybe it's a month. We can't solve everything all the time. And we want to control and get in there and fix it for me and you. And when we're worrying about all of these things in the future, we're also cutting off our connection to our higher power. Because when we are really authentically connected to our soul self, our higher power, everything beyond our earth time, we can't be in worry because that clogs our sixth chakra and that clogs the seventh chakra, which is the mind and above our mind, our entryway into our beautiful body. And then we're cutting off the magic. The magic can't happen because we filled our head with junk. So every time we're letting that worry take the front seat, we are hijacking that ability to be truly emotionally authentic. Anxiety, worry, concern, it's all the same energy, just different variations of it. That all causes confusion, which disconnects us from our self-esteem. And of course, dis disconnects us from our higher power. and disconnects us from those people we love because we either retreat or we move in too fast and we're not allowing ourselves to connect with ourself, connecting with ourself first, trusting ourselves that the right answers will come. The other way when we are trying to control is we might hold somebody out too much. I'm anxious about something and I can't talk about it right now because it's causing me too much anxiety. So now we're controlling the relationship. The other person wants to talk. Well, if we sweep it under the rug, I can't talk about it now. Come up with a solution and then honor that solution. I might need an hour. I might need a day. But if it all gets every day piled on, I can't talk about it today. I can't talk about it today. But I'm swirling in my head with it every single day. I'm swirling in my head with it and it's causing more and more anxiety in me. Now I'm disconnected from my partner too. And I'm controlling the situation. And man, does that do a number on whoever it is that we're holding out? It causes a little bit of that bully victim energy. And we might not even be meaning to do it, but that's what it's causing. How else do we sabotage ourselves or um, hijack ourselves? Strong judgment. We can judge ourselves and our situation so harshly. Someone I was working with was coming up with solutions and every solution to her problem, she was thinking that person's going to judge, that person's going to judge, that person's going to judge. So she can't follow any of those because she's so afraid that people are going to judge her. Now she just disconnected from her true emotions from what she really wanted that would make her happy because other people would judge her and now we judge ourselves. and when we do that what happens we're closing our heart we're making ourselves smaller than we are meant to be and we're letting the pain in our heart grow bigger and bigger 
And now we stop trusting ourselves, and we stop, stop living how we're meant to. Then it's hard to be emotionally authentic because we just sliced any possibility off because now we can't move. We can't take an action step in that way. Why? Because we've attached to the outcome of what might happen instead of taking the baby steps in that direction and trusting that the universe will provide, that we will get supported. Maybe not by all the people, but enough. So when we're in those places and we feel like we are in too strong of judgment to move forward with, with that true authentic connection with ourself, our the beauty in our lives, with our relationships, that's where we want to pull back and put our attention towards something that is safe. And then we can take steps in that direction. How else do we hijack our emotional availability in authentic ways? Something I was speaking with somebody about is um, when, and I've talked about this in other episodes, when we feel like we haven't used our voice and now all of a sudden we have our voice, we can shout, shout at people. Well, I have not spoken to my friends about what I really wanted. So now I'm not going to go because they're not going to choose my restaurant. That's that wounded child. That's victim and wounded child. The only people that really disempower us are ourselves. Now, once we become adults, it's on us to look at ourselves from a healthy standpoint, not victim, not wounded child. We are feeling powerless because we're forgetting that we always have choice. Sometimes the choices are not exactly what we want in the moment, but they could be. And the choices are going to, if we choose something that really is true to our heart, it's going to help us become more emotionally connected in authentic ways with integrity. And then we start to take more risks. We become less powerless. Another way we hijack our connection to our beautiful emotional self in healthy ways is comparing ourselves to others. Instead of allowing ourselves to see that every single person has struggle. No, I see so many couples and a lot of them from the outside, people think everything's great. They don't know what's going on in the house. They don't know when someone is separate because they have depression or someone is separate because there's too much anger in that home. Everybody has struggles. So we want to be careful that we're not feeling like we are less than or um, we have it better than somebody else. Each one of us has our own individual struggles. And the more we're comparing ourselves to others, the more we are disconnecting from emotional authenticity. We're telling ourselves a story. And what happens when we do that too often and we compare ourselves to people that look like they have it together? We start living smaller than we are meant to. The more we connect a healthy way to our heart, our gut, our core, our higher self, that's when we start living in with true emotional authenticity. And it's easier to become emotionally available everywhere. Why? Because our self-esteem is in alignment. We feel better. We feel like we're not living anything that is too small or not being honest. It's so hard when we are not honest. 
certainly not honest with ourselves because humans tell stories all the time. We all do. But really, also, when we are not authentic, telling someone how we feel, it is so hard on our heart, which leads me to choosing unavailable people and hoping things change. That's another way we hijack. This is a lot of women do this. Men do this, too. But a lot of women choose unavailable dating partners and want things to change, which causes you to start to doubt yourself living smaller and not even just dating. But I hear from a lot of my clients, some of their friends are emotionally unavailable. It's a good time to look back in your childhood and see where that pattern started, the aha. And then we can choose what to do with it. Now, for a long time, I noticed I was choosing men that were unavailable. Why would I do that? Why would I hurt myself in that way? Because there was some disconnect. There was some dysfunction in how I would view a relationship. And that can change. But first, we have to be honest with ourselves. First, we have to emotionally, we have to connect to our heart. We have to understand that to be honest with ourselves sometimes hurts. But that's when the ahas happen. And then you do the work. Honesty and then the steps. And the more you do that, the greater you bring in these people that are also emotionally available. Also working with emotional intelligence. Otherwise, you're going to keep bringing in the same people. And that lowers your self-esteem. Remember, the universe is going to keep bringing in the people you need that are helping you grow soul to body. And those are uncomfortable opportunities. But those uncomfortable opportunities, when we look at them in the right way, that can shift our patterns. And the only way to shift our patterns is to be honest. Got to be honest with self first. Remember that every pattern can be shifted. It takes time and patience and forgiveness, forgiveness of ourself and forgiveness of others. And we do actually forgive when we take the actions to change our life. If we're changing the pattern and learning how to truly identify our feelings, truly care for ourselves, releasing the control of having to take care of others first, now we start bringing in people that are actually emotionally available because we're taking care of ourselves. So we're sending that energy out there. So what is your pattern? What is your pattern? You might have more than one. Do you live in fear or do you live in love? Now, of course, not 100%. 80% would be great, right? But maybe we're not there yet. But just notice, not to shame yourself. Are we in fear or love? Are we in victim or co-creator, collaborative work? Do we feel empowered? Or are we in pleaser mode and then we're resentful? Know how you are operating in your life. Know where that shift is that it's time to make. And yeah, it can feel overwhelming and scary. It can. However, we take steps in that direction and the shifts do happen. Consistently looking at how am I feeling and not reacting so quickly to our feelings. Something I love from the nonviolent communication book that I spoke about last week, several weeks ago, is 
how often we go to those four options when we have something uncomfortable to deal with. Blame others, blame self, or do you sense your feelings and your needs? Do you sense others' feelings and needs? What's the go-to? And can you address it in a way that's healthy? You know, it's not selfish to sense our feelings and needs. If we're only sensing our feelings and needs and then not stepping in and looking at the other person's feelings and needs, yeah, then that's selfish. But we first have to identify, how am I feeling? I can't take care of everyone else and neglect myself. That's an important step to start this process. And then making simple changes. Waking up a little bit more each day. Start each day with gratitude. And then check in throughout the day. What are my thoughts? Are my thoughts in line with what I want to bring into my life? Or are my thoughts holding me hostage to my past? Where am I right now? Do I want my thoughts to stay here or am I ready to shift them? And sometimes it's hard to shift them. But if we find something to be grateful for, the sky, the tree, my office is comfortable, whatever it is, that helps us then take the next emotional step. So then we can continue to be honest with ourselves. We want our thoughts to be in line with what we want from our life. And the more grateful we are, the better we feel about ourselves. And then we make healthier decisions. It all works one after the other. And look at your emotions. Now, oftentimes we feel shame and we're not even recognizing it. Shame is a really low level emotion. Whatever we've done in the past can be healed. We don't need to hold on to shame. But when we start to shift our life, make amends where we need to, to self and others, forgive self and others, that's when that shame can be alleviated. Being honest about it. Find someone to talk to. And then what action steps do I need to take to shift my life? Staying stuck in shame, guilt, those low-level energies, that keeps our uh, that tight hold on us. And then our energy isn't high enough to even make a change. So looking at what emotions are you running throughout the day, check in with those. And be aware of our own needs. Yes, we all have needs. And when we rush about, you know, our world is so fast and we get a million texts. Well, I do and a million phone calls and that's an exaggeration, but there's so much activity every single day. So we want to make sure we know what our needs are. A new person I was working with recently, she's exhausted. She's got three young kids. She works a full-time job. She's doing, 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 doing. And she's not even sure what her needs are. She, her life is fine, but she's got this core loneliness in her chest. Why? Because she's not meeting her own needs, just the needs of everybody around her. And now we disconnect and we're not emotionally authentic. We might have a temper tantrum or have a frustrated cry once in a while, but we're not moving into emotional authenticity in a healthy way. Our emotional integrity is a little bit low. When we rush about, we're not giving ourselves time to even realize that we're not meeting our own needs. And if we want others to meet our needs, remember, everything is a mirror. So we need to meet our needs. Our, we need to meet our own needs. And then people will come in or we also have to ask to have our needs met. That really helps us understand where we are 
and where our emotions are. And now we can express them clearly to ourselves and to others. And of course, all of this takes action. You know, when Ashley and I were in an episode, she had a great suggestion. One thing every day. What's one thing you can do for yourself every day? If I don't have time to get on the treadmill, then I can walk to the mailbox or I can park further away at the store. I can build in walking. Walk. She said she walks to the stop sign. That's one thing. And it helps her feel better about herself. And now she's more in tune with herself. Now we are not hijacking our emotions. We're recognizing, gosh, I need to get out for a minute. I'm going to do that because I can feel what I need. I can feel what my emotion is. I might be getting cranky right now. So I'm going to step away, take a breath, do what I need to do, meet my own needs. And then, of course, what friends are we choosing? Who is our support circle? Because that really helps us become emotionally authentic, which leads to true intimacy, or it disconnects us. When I was talking to Suzanne last week, I believe, she was saying how her support circle used to be people that would keep her in that state of poor me until she started to do this personal work. Now her friends call her on her stuff. Of course, in kind ways, right? It's a supportive circle that speaks the truth because she wants to speak the truth. So we start to bring in people that are aligned with what we want. And that's a choice we can make always. In order to really wake up, she knew she needed to stretch her support circle to have authentic friends that would empower her to make healthy choices that tell her the truth. Once we surrender to that and understand that is part of our growth, the universe brings those people in. The more come in that are authentic. And then, of course, we nurture those friendships. It's remember, nothing's linear. So it's not like once you start this process, it's all glorious. No, there's still challenges. I, I still have challenges having to pull back and pause so I'm less reactive or pull back and pause so I can say what I really need. It's a lifelong journey. And when you change your circle, when you start bringing in more authentic friends, you're, you're going to lose some of those old friends. Some of them that aren't ready for that or old partners or old family, you know, some of that because you're shifting and they're not ready. They might get hurt or they might feel ignored. They might get defensive. We want to be careful in those situations that we're not trying to be right and trying to change them or convince them. That's a time to just surrender. So when you look at your pattern, what you're doing now, what's your goal with that? What is one thing you can do? So write down one goal. So if my pattern is I take on too much, what's one thing I can do differently? I can turn my phone off for an hour. My goal is to have a little more freedom, a little more free time. And then I take the action steps. We have that inner pattern that's the old pattern that's going to kind of fight with the new pattern. So it's not going to feel physically comfortable. You're going to get that angst. Know it. And know that's going to be part of it. And that's okay. We don't want to give in to the angst. We want to breathe through it. 
We can be authentic to ourselves in gentle ways that aren't causing more inflammation in our body. And if you want new friends that are more emotionally intelligent, it might take a little bit of time to get there. Don't give up. Whatever the pattern is, whatever your goal is, it takes time and it takes mindfulness. We need to ask for what we need, ask our higher power, ask our higher self to connect, and then take those action steps. And then nurture that new pattern, whatever that new pattern is. And work to understand other people. Emotional intimacy, emotional authenticity doesn't mean you're always going to bring in new people that you agree with. Being authentic means we're okay with disagreeing sometimes. But really, we want to try to understand each other. We don't have to just ignore what is causing angst. It's important to work through it with work through it within ourselves, work through it within some patterns with others. Talk about it. Talk about it when you're ready, but first talk about it with yourself. Write about it. Now, something I was going through recently, I wrote down, I was flying somewhere and I had an issue that was going on within me. I was noticing a past pattern and I'm stuck on an airplane. And so I started to write about it and had great ahas about how I see where I was and this is where I want to be. And this kind of pulled me into the, into the past a bit. That's okay. I can get through that because I'm going to be honest with myself about my part in that. And then you bring in, like I said earlier, those people and noticing the people around you. Are you okay with the differences? Can you sit in a space of creating that sacred container and not fixing it? Having those people in your life that can hold you through pain, but be okay with not fixing your pain. Those ones that will be with you in your darkest hours. Those, if you don't have those, that's maybe a goal to have those people that you really can trust. And also through this experience, remembering we are a soul within this small body of this human experience. We are so much bigger than Earth. And we don't know. There's so much we don't know. Maybe we have had multiple lifetimes with multiple energies in multiple places. Maybe this life is actually easier than some of the other lives. Who knows? But when we remember that, when we look at the stars, we remember there is so much we don't know. And there's so much going on that we are absolutely not even aware of. It's easier to put our own stuff in perspective, to pull back, pause, and then say, all right, now what do I want to work on? Is, are my problems so big or can I just slowly back away for a minute? And look at them through the lens of authenticity and identify my emotions. And now where do I want to go with that? Because whatever pattern we've been running, we can shift them. They're meant to be shifted. Absolutely. We don't want to give up. It can shift in a moment. It can shift two days. We can look at a pattern and we feel like we're doing well. And then a situation comes up, like just what happened to me recently. And then I felt like, oh, I see it. I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole and be stuck there like I used to. 
but I'm still going to address it and look in my part. So I'm not blaming somebody else because it's so easy to blame other people when we have challenge. And that's not real because if I'm emotionally authentic with myself, I can look at my piece and then I can address the other person with the, the eyes of non-storytelling, but authenticity. And that's where we get to that beautiful place of emotional intimacy. Because we're recognizing we have needs, but we're also recognizing the other person has needs. A beautiful way to practice staying in that place of emotional integrity so we're not hijacking ourselves is to use more blessings. Bless yourself throughout the day. Bless those you're feeling challenged with. Blessing means multiple things. If you look in a dictionary, to bestow good of any kind. And we all know this world is always needing more kindness. And it should be because kindness is lovely. Blessing means to bestow good of any kind. Blessing means to honor and to beautify. And that means looking at the good of the situation, looking at the shadow and the light, not just the shadow. Looking at possibly the hurt and what could come of the hurt. And to be blessed means to smile upon. We all need smiles. Everybody. Blessing means to pardon, letting go of the pain that the past has on you. When we allow ourselves to pardon ourselves or others, it alleviates stress in so many cells of our being. So many cells of our being. So take a moment and take a breath now. Inhale through your nose, down your throat, all the way down to the core, the glutes, whatever is touching the floor, your feet. Feel the release in your shoulders, your chin, your neck, your upper back, your lower back. Just take a nice relaxing breath. Everybody has time for a breath. And now with mindfulness, bring your attention to your belly. Is there anything I can do for myself to feel more supported? Is there anything I can do for myself to feel more supported? Let those thoughts come. You might have a few thoughts, but the truth will get there. When I did that this morning, my answer was, stop taking on so much. <laughs> Made me laugh because that is my pattern. That's a pattern I continue to work with. And I'm giving myself grace because it takes time. I wish you a beautiful and life-giving week. And I look forward to reconnecting with you next Wednesday. Many blessings. Hey, listeners. Thanks again for joining me. If you want to learn more about me, services I offer, who I am, please check out my website, megmichelson.com. Also there, you can join my newsletter. I do a, the best job I can to send it out monthly, no guarantees. Follow me on Instagram and YouTube. Thanks again for coming. I'll see you next time.